What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Jimmy Johnson, Jr., and I'm back on my podcast with Vitamin Sports. We take vitamins every day. That's why we talk about sports every day, man. Good morning, everybody. How y'all feeling this morning, man? I'm feeling highly blessed and favored, man. Thank you for my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to send a special prayer to Morgan State University. Um, I'm pretty sure everybody know what happened yesterday. My prayers is up for them, man. My prayers up for all the colleges, HBCUs, PWIs independent institutions, you know, you got to be safe out there, man. You know, people just want to see harm done to good people, but, you know, it is, <clears throat> it is what it is. But I really want to talk about the fact that I just love being right sometimes, man. I told people Leah Boston was going to win rookie of the year. She won rookie of the year. I told people... When they got it together, Calvin Ridley and them were going to be so special. I like what I see from the Jacksonville Jaguars. I just need them to be on a consistent basis. I'm a little concerned about the Atlanta Falcons. I'm concerned about the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm concerned about the Green Bay Packers. I'm concerned about the Saints. I'm just concerned about all these teams that need quarterback play. I thought when Derek Carr went to the Saints that the Saints was going to, you know, start building, be a good team. Well, it's looking like Baker Mayfield going to win that division and go to the playoffs. And everybody else is a joke because, you know, who else is that new? Carolina, they still struggling trying to find their identity. Uh, but the Falcons... They got all the talent in the world, but they don't know how to use it. And it always brings it back to what Hollywood Brown said. How you got soldiers, but don't know how to use them. You got a, a tough tight end and pick it. I mean, pitch. You got <clears throat> a future great running back in B. John Robinson. You got a good receiver, especially number one in Drake London. Your defense is, eh, still got, I mean, they got Jesse Bates, but other than that, they, you know, on the right, I mean, in the right direction. It's just sometimes, man, you just got to throw your hat in. And I never thought Desmond Ritter was the future for the Falcons because look where he was drafted. I mean, he was okay coming out of school. I mean, they weren't had a winning record. He played with Sauce Gardner. And, you know, he was a good team in Cincinnati. But at the same time, you know, the NFL is a different beast. And people don't understand that. Same thing with uh, the Jets. They're a quarterback away. Not saying the Falcons are, but the Jets are. The Jets' problem is you don't do your due diligence when you research. And this is what I mean. When you scout it. Zach Wilson's toughest competition was BYU. I mean, not to, no. He went to BIU, and his toughest competition was East Carolina. East Coast Carolina. Stop it. Stop it. I know quarterback is one of the hardest positions to evaluate, but sometimes it's always good to look at who your quarterback plays against, how he throws the football, and how he carries himself on the field. Every so often, if you pay attention to the Jets game, Zach Wilson comes out good and then just fumbles the bag. 
and then you see his teammates come up to him and like, yo, come on, yo, get it together. Like, after a while, that's going to stop. You see, Desmond Ritter already lost the locker room with the Falcons. Zach Wilson still got the locker room, but he's just not the guy for them. Maybe he needs to change the scenery. Maybe he needs to actually take the offseason serious. And it's just like, people don't really take, that's why the offseason is there, for you to get better on your craft. And, but at the same time, you can only be as good as you want to be and sometimes as your talent allows you. But you got to take full responsibility and full acknowledgement that, man, I'm holding my team back. Man, I just I just don't think that it's a good look for Zach Wilson to keep going out there and because the team going to get frustrated. And once you lose the locker room the team, you become a Carson Wentz and start bouncing around from team to team. But, you know, it, it is what it is. And then it's like we got teams like the Las Vegas Raiders. Like, what are you doing? Like, <clears throat> what are you actually doing? Like, you let Khalil Mack rejuvenate his career by getting seven, almost seven sacks. He had six, but the Chargers got seven sacks. Seven. Like, Khalil Mack looked like a whole new player out there. And I don't agree with uh, Gerald McCoy. He tried to say certain quarterbacks aren't elite. Justin Herbert is elite, brother. Elite doesn't just mean about postseason success. It's a collection. Because let's not act like he put out 24 points in that playoff against Jacksonville. He don't play defense. His team is failing him. His team. He doesn't have the good enough coach to actually put together a good game plan. If he had a coach that was get, like getting the defense coordinator's ass and be like, yo, we got the future here, and you bumming me out. Like, that's a conversation that you got to have because Justin Herbert's elite. Jalen Hurst is elite. Now, I know we want to see it again, but from what I'm saying, they're winning games. He's doing the right, you know, stuff to win games. Like, <clears throat> against Washington? But if he wasn't, if there wasn't a miscue between A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts, they probably would have won that game by two touchdowns. That's how effective Jalen Hurts was. As a pass, and then he's a good passer. The man worked on his accuracy from Oklahoma, all actually from leaving Alabama that offseason, doing squats, bench press to get ready for Oklahoma, for him to have a rookie season that was decent, and for not for the next year go to the Super Bowl. And this year, after this year, barring injury, he will be elite. He's already elite to me because the guy wants to win. And he's a leader. And it's like, I get upset when people hit me up, talk about Lamar Jackson. Like, you know, shout out to uh, Larry Carson for, Jr. for allowing me on his platform last night. 
And one of the things I, I push back on is like, I, I respect Lamar Jackson. I used to love Lamar Jackson. I used to. I, I was a diehard fan. But once I started having conversations with people that was involved in the NFL, people that watched the Ravens longer than I to have a, a larger grasp on what it means to be a quarterback, I started evaluating Lamar Jackson differently. And I think a lot of people will give me pushback, but then a lot of people will understand where I'm coming from and see the the, the way I'm looking at it, observing how my quarterback has an up and down. Like, this season's been up and down. There's games where he's good, and there's games where he's just been awful. My main issue is consistency. My my issue would be with anybody, their consistency. Like watching <clears throat> watching the Lakers. I want to see Anthony Davis be consistent, but just like Lamar Jackson, he don't want to be great. And I come to terms with that. Like he talking about he want to play all eighty two games. He wants to talk about the fact that the Lakers got receipts. That about the Nuggets saying the Nuggets are the Lakers' daddies. I mean, they have every right to say it because they swept us. They have every right to say it because Nikola Jokic outran, outperformed Anthony Davis. Only person that was stepping up was LeBron James. And he is a century old playing basketball. How are we going to ask the guy in year 21 to be the guy again? No. If y'all haven't noticed, that's how LeBron James kept getting injured because he's overworking his body. He's been playing since he was 19. The man is, what, 38 now? Yeah, man. As a wild boy, you get, you get tired. And then Anthony Davis, you just sitting around coasting, coasting. Like, people ask Kyrie, should he be top 75? And I'm like, the only person that should never be asked really sit down and I'm happy to be top 75 is Anthony Davis. Other than the championship run, what has he done in the league? He hasn't had a better career than White Howard, who's a three-time defensive player of the year. The eight years in Orlando is better than anything Andy Davis done. He took the magic with scrubs, janitors, teachers. I think the other good player on that team was probably Rashad Lewis. Like, come on now. Like, I try to tell people the right stuff, man, but sometimes people don't want to listen. And then when it comes back, it was like, Jimmy, you was right. I know. You just got to listen to me. And I know that feeling because my cousin do it all the time, and I'm learning from him, and I'm learning from my mentors. Just like, you know, sometimes you can't have conversations with people because they don't understand what you're saying. But, like, the NFL right now is, is like, you got to be the, – the theme of the NFL to me is you have to be healthy. And the way it's looking, it's a lot of teams out here that ain't healthy. It's like as we get closer to the middle of the season, we're going to start to see, you know, the real MVP. We're going to start seeing the rookie of the year, the defensive player of the year, you know, coach of the year. And I'm not going to lie, <clears throat> here's my early predictions. If the Texans keep playing the way they're playing, 
and start building wins, they mess around and might win that division. And D'Amico Ryan should be coach of the year. If he can turn if he can turn the Texans around, oh yeah, coach of the year. Coach of the year, D'Amico Ryan. And rookie of the year, CJ Stroud. Because Bryce Young ain't getting it done. Um, was it Will Levis? He's nowhere to be found. Um, Zay Flowers is good, but he hasn't recorded any touchdowns. And he's not really, you know, you know, running away in the conversation of rookie of the year. I think he has to start building some of these. Like, he has to have more meaningful plays when we play. <clears throat> Defensive player of the year. Everybody keeps talking about Michael Parsons. What about Miles Garrett? Like, everything Michael Parsons is doing, Miles Garrett been done. Uh, been done. What about T.J. Watt? And the show knows Ravens fans do not sleep on T.J. Watt because our tackles are not that good at all. And they move T.J. Watt around. He's a beast. He's a beast. But T.J. Watt, what about him? How y'all? How is people automatically going to put Michael Parsons over T.J. Watt, Khalil Mack, Miles Garrett? When all three of those guys got more sacks than my, uh, more sacks than Michael Parsons. If Khalil Mack keep on his pace, he could do something special. Barn injury, he's one of the best edge rushers out there. Hands down. He already shown you when he was on the Raiders. He'd already showed you when he was on the Chicago Bears. The man threw a tackle into Russell Wilson to record a sack. He got grown man strength out there. Stop playing with Khalil Mack. Miles Garrett is just a freak of nature, man. He just like it's like he like a video game. The man's six five, like two fifty, and basically outrun your quarterback. There was a few times he did some moves out there against the Ravens. I was like, damn. I wish we had one like that. And then it's like, what can you say about TJ Watt, man? Every year, cuz get better and better and better. And that's nothing to take away from Michael Parsons. It's just people be so caught up in the fandom, they don't see the reality that's in front of them. That those those three guys are the truth. Now, if all three of those guys slow down, Michael Parsons heat up, he could possibly win defensive player of the year, unless like a corner, a safety, you know, I'm throwing my man thing about that, Kyle Hamilton. If Kyle Hamilton gets five interceptions, five sacks, top ten in tackles, or at least top 20 in tackles, hey, man, anything possible. Because Kyle Hamilton is playing good football. I know he's going to be a pro bowler this year, barring injury, because of what he's been doing. I'm sorry. There's no safety out there, from what I can see, that's better than Kyle Hamilton right now. The guy is being used all over the field like a Swiss Army knife because of the fact that our corners are trash. I don't know why people keep thinking our corners good, man. We've been catching breaks. We've been catching breaks. Let's pump the breaks here. We get ready to see. We get ready to see. But, yeah, that's why I got my early picks on for defensive player of the year. Um, 
MVP. Um, no quarterback right now is running away with it. I just gotta say that boy Christian McCaffrey might be the first player in a long time since 2008, which was done by Adrian Peterson, a running back can possibly win MVP. Barn injury, Christian McCaffrey can win MVP. He can win MVP. I hate to say it, but he can win MVP, and I wouldn't even be mad at it because he's just nice. You recorded four touchdowns last week? Man, four. If he continued to get two, three, man, what? It's, it's, when I look at him, he reminds me of Daniel Thompson because he's patient. He can run through you. He can t- catch the football. You know, he's elusive. Man, he's the truth. He's the truth. And like like I said, man, when yo get hurt, teams the team you be on don't be the same. But when yo play, he's just an extra weapon out there. And then get ready to play Dallas, who everybody says has a good defense. Watch how his MVP odds go up, especially if he come out there and give a tremendous performance. That's who I believe should you know be in the MVP conversation. It's Christian McCaffrey. Coach of the year, like I said, D'Amico Ryan, man, he he changed he changing the culture in Houston. You know, even though they're kind of racist, especially the owner. And some of the stuff he's been saying. Uh, if I had to say comeback player of the year, I really don't have anybody right now on the top of my head, comeback player of the year, because I don't know. It's not there's really nobody that's really coming back. Like when we saw so Justin Herbert do it, he was coming back off of injury. When we saw Geno uh Geno Smith do it, he was just basically coming back from bad play. But that's that's to be be seen, I guess. Uh Calvin Ridley, if he put up big numbers, he can win comeback player of the year. Um if Jonathan Taylor comes out of nowhere and I don't know how that would work. Shout out. If he comes in every game, gets 200 yards, he could possibly win Offensive Player of the Year along with Justin, Justin, Justin Jefferson. Here's what happened to put Justin Jefferson in MVP conversation. No receiver. That's a dependent position. Somebody has to throw you the ball, of course. That I run it back. You're just handed the ball and you do your thing. And then it's like, if Cooper Cup didn't win it, if Calvin Johnson didn't win it, if Larry, uh, no, no, uh, what was his name? Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, if all those guys didn't win it, what makes you think that a receiver would have won it? Only Derry Rice has never won it. No receiver has ever won uh, not MVP. So why would they start now? Running backs can win it. Quarterbacks, of course, defensive player, players can win it, but we haven't seen that since uh, Lawrence Taylor. I doubt we'll see that. The closest we probably could have gotten would have been J.J. Watt and Aaron Donald. But like I said, man, it's still early. Can't wait to see what teams are going to do this upcoming Sunday. Um. 
I just can't wait. I'm just, I just got brain fart because I'm so excited for this Sunday. Shout out to Bowie State. Man, I need y'all to come out with that fire and desire, man, because it's homecoming weekend, man. It's homecoming. I don't want to come back home, come back home and be like, well, ladies and gentlemen, Bowie State played like booty. I want to come back and say, man, Bowie State went out there and wiped the floor with that team, but they are playing Virginia Union. So we're going to see. I'm your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr., and this is Vitamin Sports. See ya.